Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Tech Cat Show. And today we're going to dive right into the heart of fashion and beauty with the fabulous Olivier Delfos, who is the content officer, the, I'm sorry, the chief operations officer for Style Hall. And Style Hall, if you've never heard of it, and you must be asleep at the wheel because Style Hall is the largest global community of fashion and beauty creators with over 6,000 creators in network and over 1.5 billion video views per month. And we're going to find out what, what that really means in a moment when we talk to Olivier. But um, if you are a a watcher of YouTube content or a video content online, then chances are you have stumbled across Style Hall and some of their creators who really create all this wonderful fashion and beauty content that um, millions of people are watching daily. It's, it's the biggest category, I think, for video consumption. So let's have a tech cat hand for the fabulous Olivier Delfos. Ladies and gentlemen, Olivier, yeah! All right, everyone calm down now. Baracus, <laughs> <laughs> welcome. <laughs> well, uh, you know, our studio audience gets very excited about a lot of different things. So, Olivia, welcome to the show. Tell us about yourself and Style Hall, just so everyone understands what we're really talking about here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Laura, you did actually a fant- uh, fantastic introduction uh, of the company. Uh, we really are the uh, biggest community of, I'd say we're lifestyle creators now because we've kind of branched out to include a couple of other different categories for our business, including millennial moms and male lifestyle. But in general, you know, we really are a community, a global community of um, creators of both video and social content uh, across a variety of different platforms. We have creators in over 81 countries around the world. So we truly are a global company. Uh, our, our company actually has offices um, around the world uh, as well. And uh, our creators make really amazing, uh, informative, uh, impactful, inspirational content um, on uh, all, the, all the big platforms. So uh, the business originally started on YouTube, but our creators have a massive social footprint on pretty much every platform that exists out there, whether it's Instagram or Facebook. We lost you for a oh. second. You, you were saying that um, your creators are on a, a couple of different platforms. Um, where did I, where did, where'd you lose me, uh, Lori? Just um, naming the different platforms that, that <laughs> oh, you're creating. No worries. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, so the platforms, you know, we're on Instagram, Facebook, um, and now a bunch of uh, new platforms, uh, including big live streaming platforms like Musical.ly. Um, so um, what I would say is like our, you know, not only are our creators trendsetters, but they are innovators uh, on social platforms as well. And the nature of our business really is to leverage what our creators do, which is great storytelling, and transfer that value to brands who might uh, want to uh, tap into that audience, into that influence, uh, in order to achieve their objectives. So, um, 
you know, that's the that's the kind of the nutshell of uh, Style Hall and what we do. And what um, if I were to stumble a- across a piece of content? What's a more typical piece of content on these different platforms from from a Style Hall creator? Um, well, I would say the the, vid- the video content um, in the past, I'd say, has largely been tutorial based. So chances are, if you've ever wanted to learn how to do a smoky eye uh, mascara and you type that into YouTube, I guarantee you it was probably uh, a video that popped up was um, was um, uh, one of the Style Hall creators. Uh, you know, at any given moment, I think we have six of the six of uh, every. I think the stat is six of ten. Uh, fashion and beauty uh, videos on um, YouTube are actual style hall creator videos. So we truly have kind of cornered that market. Um, on the other platforms, so on Instagram and Facebook, um, obviously it's highlighting uh, new fashion trends. Um, and then I'd say there is a there's been a progression to a lot how a lot of these creators have evolved as as they've been on the platforms and perhaps they're telling a little bit more stories about their lives and having children and, you know, moving maybe into some more kind of lifestyle uh, content uh, in addition to doing just basic tutorials. And I I love that that story too because if you have a a style hall creator who is in their 20s, they're going to be showing you um, showing you examples of things that a 25 year old cares about. And then as they age, they're changing and their life is changing and they get married and they buy a house and they have kids, their needs change. And so the business model is here and correct me if I'm wrong because I know you have a lot of different monetization models, but brands um, you know, pay media dollars to to work with that creator and to surround that content, as in as as almost in a in a normal television um, media buy, where you you pay for a commercial in a pod of television where you want you like that content and you want to reach that audience. So a brand will 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 pay media dollars to surround one of your creators, and so the brands are sort of aging with the creators, which I just think is fabulous. Yeah, and, and I think um, more and more what we're exploring as a company, um, I think you absolutely you hit on that um, that really kind of fascinating evolution of what we'll call used to be just a YouTube creator into um, a creator that now has audiences uh, across platform and how people consume content on various platforms obviously differs, like how you consume content on Instagram is different than how you consume content on YouTube. And then those creators are creating different content at different stages in their lives. And um, and your background, you know, how did you how did you find yourself at Style Hall? Because I know you are at Fremantle, which is another great uh, content company. So can you give us a little sense of like sort of how you how you found yourself at Style Hall? Yeah, my, my long and windy path. Um, yeah, I like to yeah I like to tell people that. I pretty much spent my 20s or first 10 years of working doing every uh, job, every crappy job in the film business, uh, whether or not that was being an assistant or a PA on film shoots. Uh, it pretty much taught me kind of all the different aspects of the creation of content um, <clears throat> that I didn't want to do. Um, and randomly, um, you know, I landed uh, um about eight years ago at a company called Fremantle. 
Uh, Fremantle is not a very well-known by name company, but it's very well-known by the content it creates. Um, it you know owns lots of big um, television formats, including American Idol, The X Factor, game shows like The Price is Right and Family Feud. Uh, and then, you know, they do a lot of big scripted stuff that um, they're focusing on now in in the um, in the U.S. and internationally. So it's a big global company. And when I was at Fremantle, I was really in charge of their uh, of everything they were doing in digital. And when I started, that just wasn't that much, right? Um, the business around uh, creating digital uh, offshoots of content, doing digital sponsorship, was very new. Uh, we were doing integrations into TV shows for partners like Coke uh, and AT&T and Singular, back when it was called Singular. Um, and I did all the digital stuff. And then eventually, as my you know job progressed there and I rose kind of within the ranks, I started being the YouTube guy who was kind of pushing what uh, Fremantle was doing in YouTube. And because of that, I gained some invaluable experience. And I started to work with a company that um, my uh, parent company at Fremantle, which was a company called RTL, uh, which is um, a big European broadcaster and owner of TV stations and radio stations, uh, RTL had started to decide to move into the field of digital, and one of the investments they had was in Stylehall. So um, they had an investment in Stylehall. They eventually acquired the company at the end of uh, 2014, and at that point, I was looking for kind of a, a, a change in, uh, or a new challenge, I guess, if you will, and this uh, role opened up, and I had you know the right type of experience, and kind of moving to an exciting company like Stahlhall, which was, you know, we've been seeing kind of record growth in terms of how we have grown, and just doing something really unique in this space. Um, and it also gave me an excuse to, you know, go out and buy a whole new wardrobe, all those kind of things. So, <laughs> I mean, it was, um, um, it was, it was really great. So I kind of like cut my teeth on digital at Fremantle, and it kind of led me to this place. It, it's so funny too that the digital guy at all these different companies now over the last few years is now like running the companies, you know, because you, you're like a perfect example of the person who used to be known as the YouTube guy or the digital guy, and now you're the chief operations officer, which makes so much sense in this modern era where you have to really understand all the different platforms and how it all works together, not just broadcast or broadband or whatever new thing comes up. You have the sort of um, gestalt for it. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, I, I think we're seeing, I mean, we're definitely, I'm a hundred percent, like we're on a real pivot point with regards to not only companies like ours and, you know, the value that we provide to advertisers, but then how it fits into the scope of say digital, just digital media buying and, and, and all that. Um, and I mean, the fact is, it's like, I, I mean, I have, I love my old company. It was it's fantastic. I work with them still, but the TV business is a hard business right now um, because um, it's just a fact. I mean, my, when my kids go to watch uh, content now, they're watching, you know, style hall content on the YouTube kids app. They're not watching Nickelodeon. So um, uh, the, the, the writing, the writing's on the wall. TV is definitely not going away. You know, there's yeah. so many 
amazing yeah, so- TV shows. I will continue to watch scripted TV as a, in a you know peak TV, as they say. But um, lots of the other stuff um, is changing. The, yeah, it's yeah. changing. Well, we're going to come back and dive more into some of the trends that are surrounding the consumer behavior around um, consuming this content on all these different platforms. Um, In a moment, we're going to take a break now, and then we're going to be back with Olivier to really dig into this crazy, wacky world of content and how it's actually driving to commerce. More on the Tech Cat Show. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hello, hello, hello. And we are back with the fabulous Olivier Delfosse, who is the chief operations officer. I want to call you the chief content officer for some reason, because in my head, what you're doing is all about contents. And um, Olivier is is the operations officer for Style Hall, which is a global community of fashion and beauty creators. And it used to be called an MCN when you were only dealing with YouTube, but now you're really dealing with all sorts of different social media and content platforms. And so how do you manage this all? Like, how do you know what's happening on all the different platforms and what all the different creators are doing. And then how does that ultimately deliver a value to a brand who is paying like they would in a, you know, an old school television environment to sponsor that content? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, first of all, I, I think, um, the, 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 the metric that we use to kind of evaluate, uh, our business and what we can deliver to a brand is, what we call engagement rate and it's as you know simple as it sounds it's like how how good is your content and do people want to share it and like it and comment on it um and we kind of live and die by that sword and we're really proud that the fact that you know the style hall kind of engagement rate is significantly higher than a lot of our competitors in the business which means uh which is something very substantial for an advertiser um in terms of how we kind of pitch out pitch this out to our business 
what we've done is we've actually built a technology platform that allows us to not only kind of monitor all the metrics real time from from our creators. So we have built a, a, a tech product that has APIs into all the big... Um, and uh, and so could you just uh, explain APIs? Because I know we've talked about it on my show quite a few times, but just for folks that don't know. Yeah, basically like an API, and I forget what API actually stands for. Uh, you caught me. I think it's like automatic protocol interface. Yeah, or like. app application protocol application, interface. Yeah, application protocol interface. Basically, it's what allows... Um, us to connect into the back end of a uh, of a social network or in in any in theory any website or whatever, so that we can suck out information, right? And the social networks um, determine which information you can suck out. But companies like YouTube and Facebook and Instagram are fairly generous with the information they allow us to to take into our platform, so that we can use that information to be able to provide a service. Uh, to um, to uh, a advertiser of some sort. So um, so uh, through this platform, uh, we're able to have real time metrics, uh, real time engagement rates for our creators, how many fans and subscribers they have on every platform, um, and we wanted to test the theory of what we call the ripple effect. So Ooh. I'll explain. Yeah, I'll explain what that is. So. Um, I don't know, probably a year and a half ago, uh, somebody at an agency asked our CEO, can you recreate the ice bucket challenge for me? And she's like, well, what do you, what do you actually mean by that? Do you mean the ice bucket challenge, which is a videos of people dumping water on their heads? Or do you mean the ALS ice bucket challenge? And there's like, they, they obviously mean the ALS ice bucket challenge. But the problem that happened with the ice bucket challenge, if you recall, was that it started out with an you know this amazing uh, branded message associated with it, and then nine months later, it was just videos of people dumping ice on their heads, right? But it, it but it blew up like it blew up the world for a while there, right? Like didn't it, didn't it make them a lot of money for a little while? It, it did. It brought it, ALS into the limelight. It did absolutely, and actually, the 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 stories of how much money it raised for advances are fantastic. But what I think it does illustrate is that ultimately, if there was technology to be able to make sure that the brand message of ALS or say any other brand um, was reinserted every time that 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 um, content was reshared out, that would be very powerful. So I'll give you an example of when um, it didn't work as well. So. Uh, there was an amazing moment, not at this Oscars, but the Oscars before that, when, um, I, if you remember, Ellen took this epic selfie. And she took a selfie that had every imaginable s celebrity, and it was instantly the most shared like picture on, 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 um, on Twitter or Instagram of all time. Um, it was actually taken with her Samsung camera, um, and Samsung had an enormous investment in the Oscars as a sponsor, but they didn't have the ability or or necessarily um, the speed to reinsert their message that this was done by a Samsung phone into that conversation before before all the value was done. So what we've done is we've created a platform that allows uh, you to do that. If you're a brand, um, we have found that with um, 
both are very large influencers that have, you know, millions and millions of subscribers and actually are long tail of influencers, we can deliver very high engagement rates. Um, so our platform allows a brand um, to essentially create what we call social content at scale. If you want to create a mass kind of ripple, like adding into that ripple where your brand message is reinserted back into um, Amplify, a, a branded piece of content, we now have an army of influencers that can amplify that message and we can activate them all through this technology platform. And it's so it's, it's so smart because for so long I know that great platforms like yours were sort of dependent on each of the individual platforms to drive the data. Um, and from individual platforms, they can't really harness what's really going on with your content. So it's so great to hear that you've invested in this back end to really create those synergies because it isn't just one story anymore. It's all it's it's what the consumer is doing across all of the platforms that really matters, right? Yeah, and you know, ultimately I think I mean it, the it's not easy it's not hard to make the case that um you know, Zoella, who's one of our biggest creators, can drive a massive amount of conversation around a topic. She has a, you know, she has 8 million subscribers on YouTube and countless more across other platforms, and they're all very highly engaged. They listen to what she does. When she recommends a book, it, it jumps up the Amazon charts. They follow her just like she's a spokesperson almost. But what's surprising is when you actually test this from a data perspective with, say, people who have a 1,000 fans. They actually have a lot of influence amongst their 1,000 followers. And if you add those all up together, then you have something that's pretty substantial for a brand, uh, for a solution of like market awareness or driving to a website for conversion for sales, for example. So um, we built up, you know, kind of solutions that that kind of accomplish, uh, you know, key objectives for any different number of brands. What you know, whatever they uh, want to use, we have a large group of kind of influencers that can help drive awareness. I, I just think that all, that is also smart. So, are you seeing um, a lot of of then because of all this going on? Are you seeing a lot of this content? So, a do-it-yourself video of how to say apply makeup on your eye, then drive to the purchase of that makeup. So, there's a direct correlation between someone watching their favorite influencer show them how to use something, and then that item being purchased. Um, we, so th that is the, that is the kind of the, that is the holy grail and right. we're working, we're working pretty hard on, on how we prove that because as soon as we can prove that to an advertiser, uh, ultimately our solution becomes not only incredibly unique, but it becomes even more valuable for them. Um, right now it is largely contingent on, say, getting the data back from either the client uh, or the platform being able to really foster um, dramatic kind of an easy kind of e-commerce um, within the platform. So right now, there's not the, the video experience, say, on YouTube is not particularly conducive to 
uh, a shopping experience, right? There, right? It's you're still linking out to somewhere else. Um, the platform that we feel has the most promise, and this is why we're investing uh, heavily into figuring out how we uh, work uh, in a partnership with them, is Amazon, because I think. Ooh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, so the natural progression of a lot of our creators, as we talked about in the last break, was that they're becoming moms, uh, they're perhaps buying a house. All of those periods of your life come uh, accompanied with uh, increased purchasing power. Uh, they're decision makers, uh, financial decision makers in the household. Um, and they still make content, right? And they still have influence over other moms uh, who are, you know, watching content at home who perhaps were fans of theirs when they were on YouTube. But those people are now also on Amazon shopping for uh, diapers. Um, so what if the Amazon experience uh, more kind of, um, I say, more effectively showcase video in the actual shopping experience? I think that that's very, very powerful. So if you take a, a YouTube video and you perhaps you re-edit it in a way that you're just focusing on the pros and cons of what you should buy within this video, or it's a curated list of like uh, an influencer's top uh, top um, uh, beauty products for uh, September, and that was positioned uh, appropriately on Amazon. I'm pretty convinced that the actual um, the actual conversion would be quite high because it's within the best shopping site in the world. Um, so we're, we've been in talks with um, Amazon about how we, um, you know, how we action that. Uh, we've we've put some content on on Amazon and their kind of short section, but I think that that's going to be another area where. Uh, you will probably see the style hall business um, uh, um, move to. So surprisingly, you know, other companies like ours might say that the next big video platform is Facebook, which that's very high up on the list for us. But the next big one for us could be Amazon. I mean, from from my perspective, just as a working mom, where I do so much purchasing now on Amazon and some on some other e-com platforms. I'm actively looking to see, okay, what does that dress look like? Or what does that makeup look like? Or what yeah. does that kid outfit look like? Because I don't have time anymore to leave the house and go do stuff. So I want to see as much as possible. And if you make it really easy for me to buy it, I will just buy it. So I'm depending on you to do that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I... My, uh, you know, my colleagues joke that I'm the guy who reads all the pencil reviews. Um, I think <laughs> yeah. there's something there. Yeah, there totally is. Well, we, we have to take another break, but when we come back, we're going to talk more to Olivier about what other trends are happening in the Marcom ad tech space and also just in consumer behaviors that are sort of causing this uh, massive shift in behavior where content and influencers are really influencing commerce and, you know, really the nature of retail and television and all those models are being blown up because of it. So we'll be back in a moment with more with uh, um, Olivier and the Tech Cat. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hello, hello, hello. We are back with Olivier Delfos, who is the Chief Operations Officer for Style Hall. You see how I finally got it right? I actually <laughs> have nicknamed you the content coup because so much <laughs> of what you're doing is helping to op- operationalize um, content stories between your background with Fremantle and now with the fabulous Style Hall. So what, are, what do you think are some of the tech trends or behavior trends that are really setting up the world that Style Hall is now navigating because, you know, we, we've, we've watched millennials sort of change everything. Now we have Gen Z coming up who have a whole different set of expectations and behaviors. So w- what's going on out there that's, that's, that's you know, disrupting everything? Um, well, I don't think it's really kind of any surprise, um, but I think, I certainly think live streaming is... Um, with with Facebook and with the various other platforms, is actually kind of taking taking the uh, the world by storm right now. And I think how that gets integrated into um, to back into how a, a younger uh, generation consumes content is really fascinating to me. Um, because I actually come, you know, it's funny. I come from a world where we did live TV shows, and I would work from the set of American Idol uh, on a live TV show, and I saw the power of what live TV uh, can really bring to you, and there's just not as much true live TV, like live reality shows anymore. Um, You know, there's So You Think You Can Dance and Dancing with the Stars, which is actually taped, I think, but I think So You Think. (laughs) But um, the power of live is actually... Uh, is actually amazing and you know it's really interesting um, so Facebook obviously their live platform um, they're still very much in the early stages how people monetize it like what you can do in there to insert brands I, I don't even think like Facebook has written the rules or anybody has uh, has 
even made big dents in terms of like how you make money off of it. But that's not really um, that's not really the the purpose right now. I think the interesting thing is is like you're starting to see people or technology companies that worked in live TV that are now providing solutions uh, in in Facebook Live. So I'll give you an example. One of my favorite. LA-based tech companies is this company called Telescope, and Telescope has been around for 15 years, and they did, you know, all the voting uh, for every major uh, reality show for for forever, right? And uh, towards towards kind of the end of like American Idol and those shows, they were our partner that was doing uh, how you take social media to the TV screen real time, right? So Telescope now is you know, as the next iteration of their company, they now have uh, producer uh, tools for people who are actually doing Facebook Live broadcasts. So if you want to add a, uh, a poll, like an on-air poll to your Facebook Live broadcast, you now have this like suite of producer tools. And as people start to make this and start to make their content more professional uh, on, on Facebook Live, it's going to be really fascinating what types of formats come out, um, what a brand is really interested in doing, because obviously Facebook is has the potential based on its scale to be able to dramatically you know, scale up a live broadcast uh, if you know what you're doing. That's, that's awesome. Uh, and I know that you talked a lot also about Musical.ly, and they launched a live platform, Lively. Tell, tell us what you think about Musical.ly and why is that so insane yeah it's crazy um we you know we you know our, the the creators in our network i'd say range between um a, you know probably 13 13 and up right but 13 is pretty much the youngest but those youngest creators are their main platform is musically uh it's not even snapchat like snapchat is like is pa- is like passe for them that's uh, so crazy it's crazy <laughs> so we saw this um and we saw this because we have um you know not only do we have some creators that are in that um are in that age group but also now as executives we have uh we have friends or we have uh kids that are in that age group and we see what they are interested in and we saw that they were all onto this all on this app musically and so we as a company started to kind of take note and we established a presence on there. So Style Hall actually has quite a big presence on Musical.ly as a company. Um, and we're now even starting to work with brands to see how brands want to get incorporated into Musical.ly because it's having such a rapid ascent in terms of adoption. Um, yeah, because, well, I, I, I'm fascinated by them, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying if you use it, it's just it's so much fun. It is really fun. It takes, it's like Instagram. The reason it's popular is because it's like Instagram, where Instagram, you could be a normal photographer and they made everything you did look better. Musically, is like if you're a, if you take video and you want to make like a little mini music video, it makes you like you're Spike Jones. Like it just (laughs) makes, it's amazing. It's so much fun. So the, much fun. The, the tech, uh, the tech, and the interface are really, really interesting. And I, I went to hear them speak at um, World Z Conference, which is this, uh, by the same guys who do Patau. It's this kind of mind blowy, uh, really fun 
engaging conference, and they did a session there where they they had one of their um, users, uh, who's a mu- um, musically influencer, shoot a video and then show how within 15 minutes all of his followers took it and copied it and evolved it, and then oh, they played it back for us live. And and it's so easy to use because uh, you know I as a Gen X person have found Snapchat to be some somewhat hard to use. I don't know why. I just it doesn't work for me sometimes. I just find it kind of awkward and I know it wasn't created for me, but with Musically the interface is is really easy and and I a old person for these platforms find it easy to use and fun, really fun. Yeah, I found it I found it the same way. I found it quite refreshing in terms not only the user interface is very refreshing, but I mean, the first one that I did, and I've only done one, one um, um, it was fun. It took me about 20 minutes to master it, and the one I did is not very good, but it's super funny, and everybody I sent it to got a kick out of it. So um, something like that, if you can capture that where the, con- the, the source content is so radically different than what the technology allows you to create, which it is so much more fun and better, that's like where... Those are the types of platforms you need to invest in. And do you think, so Musical.ly has Lively, we have Periscope, I know you talked a lot about Facebook. I mean, do you think there will be a winner there, or do you think that they all are going to serve different audiences, or, or are there even more to come? I think I think that there will probably be a winner. Um, well, I mean, the U.S. is interesting. So what I've realized now, working in a global business is that in Asia, for example, there's clear winners in platforms because uh, the biggest platforms like WeChat do everything, right? Right, right, right. They, they combine everything that we love in several different apps here in the U.S. into one app, and then they just, you know, they just win. Um, here, it's it's confined. So, so, I don't know, maybe they will serve different, maybe like, Musically will be, you know, just people who will want to do music videos, um, and then lively will be people who do like really earnest, blog, you know, blogs or do like format talk shows. I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. I don't really have an. I don't know if I can predict that one. <laughs> it's it's your responsibility to predict it. Well, um, what what else do you think besides live is also going to be the big crazy thing? I mean, you know, I'm personally, my other kind of addiction right now is some of these really cool new photo apps like Prisma or I think there's another one called like Mangafy or something like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And these are super cool apps that are kind of like, um, they're basic. So Prisma uh, is this amazing app where basically it's got Instagram like filters, but it creates an art art rend, art like an arty rendering mm-hmm. of a picture um, which again it's taking a picture uh, that you would just normally take and making it into some type of epic piece of art uh, and they have a bunch of different filters and the fascinating thing that we saw was that next last time I was in um, Prisma was there was a filter that was sponsored by Palm Olive the dishwashing detergent, 
which was just some random filter. And I was like, oh, interesting. Brands are now getting into sponsoring filters. So now we've made a social product uh, that we sell where if you're a brand and you have a social filter or you have a photo filter on a product like Prisma, we can use our influencers to use that filter and blast out that that you know your branded filtered photos of themselves so so still it's all about visual content whether it's live video or images or something but it really is content content yeah content, really content. yeah i mean we de- we 100% feel that content is advertising our business is built on content is advertising um do you think this will also, um, w- now that regular people are becoming influencers and then they become influencers, will there get to be a point where there's very little difference between a user and an influencer, where it all starts to kind of blend together? Um, yes, and I think what actually we and what we actually try to be very careful on, I think even more so you might get like some regulatory issues so you know already the FTC for example is starting to put put in place how you need to what you need to tell somebody if you're actually getting paid to do something which i think is the right thing to do and we abide by all those guidelines because ultimately you can still recommend something if you like it and and for the most part our creators and our influencers they don't actually they don't actually get paid to create content if unless they really like the products they are actually very very discerning and for the most part that goes all the way down even through the smaller creators um, and that authenticity to their audience is what keeps this whole thing working really it's just a kind of mind blow um, some of it because you could be talking to someone one minute and they're taking your picture and then the next minute it's gone viral and you're um, infamous because of that <laughs> that moment in time <laughs> or good or bad or whatever it is and you're watching this all play out in the in the political um, race too um, in the US now but um, so we're going to take one more break and when we come back I would love to hear just how you keep up with everything because again as my content coup um, you re- really are sitting on the edge of um, all the latest trends and and building a, you know really cutting edge technology platform so I'm wondering are, what are you reading where are you going what are you doing to keep up with everything so we'll be back in a moment with my content coup Olivier and the tech cat Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. 
Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hello, hello, and we are back with Olivier Delfosse, who is the Chief Operations Officer for Style Hall. And we were just chatting about some other trends that are happening in the business world and um, in, in consumers' lives that are really um, impacting why a platform like Style Hall is, is so hot right now. Um, so, Olivier, how do you keep up with all this stuff? Like, what, um, what, what, what do you do to keep in the know? Because you really have to know what the latest is all the time for what you do. Yeah, I mean, I I read the I, I I say I I read pretty much religiously the the normal blogs uh, that cover our space, whether or not it's the straight kind of tech uh, ones like TechCrunch and Mashable and Silicon Alley Insider. Uh, but then there's ones that are a little bit more content focused that cover kind of the YouTube and the, this kind of emerging space like Tube Filter. Um, the, you know, there's really great guys over there who have been covering this space uh, for for a long time. Um, and so they have very good kind of up-to-date, like, you know, what are the new series that YouTube is uh, greenlighting as part of their uh, new YouTube Red project. So uh, I do that. And then, you know, actually the, the main Hollywood trades actually do very, fairly um, substantial um, uh, digital coverage now. So Variety... Uh, Hollywood uh, Reporter, Deadline Hollywood. Those guys are all kind of, that's all on my, you know, list of things that I read on a daily basis. And then uh, just for my own personal, you know, personally, I I read Crunchbase every day. It's kind of a weird thing. Like I go on there just to see what kind of companies are getting investment. And that's kind of an interesting way of gauging what type of trends there are. You just see who's raising a bunch of money in, there's a bunch of you know categories like I know for instance chatbots that it's like a new it's like a exploding area for investment right now. Um, messenger is that a messenger? Yeah, app? like or, no, no, like um, just in general the 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 area of artificial intelligence. Oh right, chat, right, so chatbots, right, just bots, bots in general. Uh, you know, lots of companies are getting invested uh, in that area and. I found that out because I just read, you know, Crunchbase has a great digest. So like that's the kind of stuff that I personally read um, on a on a daily basis to just kind of keep up to date about what's going on. And then there's some great thought leaders in the space. Like um, Google actually has a great website called Think with Google, 
um, that actually produces a lot of uh, white papers about their business. Like, you know, example, I was reading one today um, about why YouTube creators matter. Uh, why the, why are they so influential? And they pull a bunch of stats and stuff like that. So um, that's a great website. And then, you know, just in general, from a marketing and digital perspective, um, there's great companies that I've followed for a long time, like Deep Focus and Big Spaceship. And um, yeah. What Sorry. about, um, I, I, no, that's all right. I mean, we're all reading this stuff all the time. It's hard to remember because it just comes into our our flow. But are you also watching all the content of your creators? I mean, is that even possible? Um, it's it's not possible to really know. We have over, <laughs> we have over like a million videos uh, in our network and we upload, I think it's like 800 videos a day through those like 600 or 6,000 creators. So obviously I'm not, I'm not watching all of it, but I certainly watch the the bigger creators. Uh, we have an internal tracking tool that helps us identify stuff that's like popping or trending. Um, we have an internal business intelligence team that tells us of trends on YouTube, for example. You know, like last month there was um, there was a trend on YouTube of uh, fifty or no, I forget what it was called. It was like a hundred applications of X. So people in the fashion and beauty space did 100 applications of lipstick or nail polish, and it was just a bunch of ridiculous videos. Um, but yeah, we kind of keep on top of those things, too. You know, it's funny, too, because um, just all the time when I'm trying to decide like what to read in the morning, my main focus is just to clean out my inbox, um, you know, and hope that in the cleaning out of the inbox the right things come into me, but where I find out the most stuff is just talking to my friends and what they're doing. Like we start to develop this network of people who are all in the business. And it's just from, you know, talking to your network that you really uh, keep up with everything in so many ways. Right. Yeah. And I think they probably give you a more real, uh, a more real kind of view of like what the true, like the true state of that business is. Like I have a friend of mine who, uh, who sees every VR company because he runs an investment fund that invests in, in virtual reality companies. So he, he's my guy that I call when I want to know something about uh, a virtual reality company. Um, so yeah, it's definitely... Yeah, and then what starts to happen is when you have like a dinner party, it's just a room full of people doing all the hottest stuff <laughs> in the digital media <laughs> space. So it, it, it becomes really cool. Um, what about, you know, do you also, do you read Twitter and um, do you read Facebook for news? I mean, that that's certainly a, a big thing for me in yeah, the morning and the night. Yeah, certainly. I mean, um, you know, my Twitter feed is mainly is mainly um, industry and trade news for my, for myself, um, uh, and then I, of course I follow all of our all of our creators because I want to know what they're up to and keep track of you know what they're doing and what's going on in their lives. Uh, I'd say Facebook for me is obviously it's a little bit more personal, and I tend to get a lot of news on Facebook. Um, I think maybe over the years that's just kind of how. My Facebook feed has been formed. Um, and then, you know, I, I read a lot of professional stuff on LinkedIn because uh, I find the stuff that is coming out of my network on LinkedIn to be uh, pretty relevant for me. Um, so, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a combination of of all of those uh, different things, I think, um, which leads to, you know, a little bit of that of that overwhelm. And are you still then a regular traditional broadcast viewer of television just because you want to be kept in the know? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's to be kept in the notes because I am a kind of just a rabid consumer of what I consider great content. And I think uh, right now from, you know, in scripted TV, there's just like so much to consume. So, yes, I, I still watch a fair share of TV, but I actually don't watch it in front of a TV very often. Um, I watch it on one of my connected devices. Um, but, yeah, I do watch a ton of scripted TV shows still. Yeah, so do I. And, I, uh, and I've been saying for years that the reason TV is back is because of the digital platforms. And now the numbers are finally starting to come out. But it was so funny when people were like, TV isn't dead, TV isn't dead. And I'm like, the reason isn't dead is because you have now all these other content channels that are feeding into it and creating more IP and making the whole proposition more interesting and more sexy, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think that's actually, you know, the uh, I was having a conversation with somebody about just binge, binging. I mean, the fact is you can just watch a lot more when you don't have to wait a week in between uh, each show dropping. Just this fact. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally true. And I'm watching my kid, too. I don't know if you've watched this. Um, you know, I've had the privilege of hanging out with you socially and your your daughters, your twin daughters who are adorable. And I'm wondering, do they binge on their favorite shows? Because oh, I find that, that my kid's head gets so caught up in the show, just like mine does, that for the next few days she's having good dreams and bad dreams about that show. Like she was just watching The Croods over the weekend, and I guess she yeah. binged watched like ten episodes, and she, she was having nightmares about cavemen. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny the nightmare part, but just you know, is this all really good for us? You know? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I definitely feel that way. But our kids binge watch a lot of YouTube content, and really? okay. yeah, okay. and the. And the crazy thing is, it's like there's sometimes when I come out on a Saturday morning and I'm like, I recognize the voices in that video because it's like a style, it's style hall creators. And, <laughs> and I'm like, this is good for my business, but terrible for my kids' brains because they're watching like five hours of it. Um, oh God, that's great. That's crazy yeah. land. Well, we have to wrap up the show now, but it's so interesting talking to you. It's always great to talk to folks who are sort of, you know, on the edge and, and working on a really hot company and uh, and building um, new tech to, to support new consumer behavior. So I can't thank you enough for joining us. The fabulous Olivier Delfos, who is the chief operations officer for Style Hall. And um, where can people find Style Hall content? If, can they find it at stylehall.com? Like, where's the best place to dig in? Yeah, we actually have a, a our whole video library for the most part on our website. You can get it there or on YouTube. Uh, or you can follow our creators on any of the social uh, the social platforms or on YouTube. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Olivier. And we will um, be speaking to everybody next week with hopefully another insightful executive like Olivier has been. So thank you so much. And we'll be back again next week on the Tech Cat Show. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 